In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. This is D. Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, here with the 124th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast, everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. We're going to title this episode, Restless in Atlanta. Sounds familiar? Of course, uh, we saw that you could be sleepless in Seattle back in 1993 in that wonderful romantic comedy with Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan. But in this one here in Atlanta, Restless in Atlanta, we're going to discuss Arthur Blank's comments, hear from Coach Dan Quinn, review the rest of the offseason schedule here, and discuss... Our interview with John Kaminsky's defensive line coach at the University of Charleston will be the subject of our Cover 9 at 9 blog this week. And then just review uh, a couple of the key players in the blank scenario and the Dick McCann Award that the PFWA gives out yearly. But let's start with uh, Arthur Blank's comments. We get uh, Monday morning in the Football Morning in America column. Our good friend Peter King uh, comes out and uh, writes that uh, you know Peter was uh, formerly of the Cincinnati Enquirer. I just got hired there, and uh, he had moved on to New York. And uh, I would get his mail, and he kept his team in our fantasy league. So uh, I was with him, and. Uh, I I uh, was on his team. We I, I took care of the pitchers for the fantasy team. I remember picking up Mike Belecki one year for us. We had a good pickup. He was hot for the for the Pirates. But nonetheless, we go back a long ways. Uh, one of the respected veterans in our business, and he wrote in his Football Morning in America column. Uh, I keep hearing owner Arthur Blank is getting refs restless as a lead in to his ranking of the Falcons. Uh, rated 17th in his power rankings. And that, you know, pointed out that the uh, Falcons have been 18 and 17 since collapsing in the Super Bowl. And, uh, you know, while this is all going on, it's not in the column. Uh, you know, the Atlanta United becomes successful, wins the MSL Cup, you know, in the second year of existence. And uh, the Falcons were, you know, right there at the Super Bowl, uh, got back to the playoffs, ended the season on the one-yard line, and then last year uh, injuries affect their performance, and they fall to 7-9. and nine. So we write a blog there, and, um, you know, so that, that, that pulling that little comment out of the restless of the uh, article, and then uh, Blank responded to another longtime uh, great in the industry, Chris Mortensen, in a text while we were all trying to get comments from him also. And we eventually do. And thanks for uh, getting that for us to the local media. 
Not at all. That's a little bit off base. Blank tried to contend in a text message to Chris Mortensen of ESPN. I am always restless to be better. Good is the enemy of great. Okay, so uh, then later, Blank, uh, a little bit later, about uh, uh, after, uh, you know, I don't know, 30, 40 minutes, we get a response from uh, Arthur Blank. And he says uh, in the statement that was emailed to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, I'm feeling very good about what Thomas and Dan, Thomas Dimitrov, Coach Dan Quinn, have done this offseason. We have some key guys getting healthy again. The draft picks are getting up to speed. The new coordinators are meshing well, and I'm confident we're going to be ready to go for a very competitive training camp. I like where we're going. So, let's step back. That's a lot. Let's try to break it down here for you. Review real quick. Peter King's here, and the owner's getting restless. Uh, You know, we... Yep, that, uh, you know, that's, you know, uh, he says that. I don't know if that means restless about they got to win or he's making changes, but he's never been one to sit idly by. That's how he became a billionaire in the industry of, uh, uh, you know, home repairs and uh, home home depot, all the good uh, home improvement stuff. The show kind of came along at the same time. It was, uh, you know, very fortuitous for him. So we get the restless comments. Then we get the, no, I'm not restless. Yes, I am. Good as the enemy of the great. Then I like where we're going. And in his comments, we got a lot going on there. We can break this down here for you. He's feeling good. He likes the offseason. You know, I didn't like the draft, but, you know, he did. C-minus, overdrafting people, uh, you know, based on need, not talent. It might work out for him, uh, but, you know, it's it, it's worked out for him in the past with Keanu Neal. Didn't work out with him for Jamal Anderson, Parade Jerry. Um, you know, Jamal Anderson, they, they, they passed on Darrell Reavers, Marshawn Lynch. I don't have to review all this for you. And, of course, Parade Jerry, when they draft me, they need a tackle. They need a tackle. Don't take the tackle, F.A. All pro linebackers sitting there. Clay Matthews Jr. So, you know, we're going to follow this draft too. Maybe they're right and they got their linemen and they didn't pass on better talent. But uh, only time will tell. So, But he's happy. That's the key thing here. Uh, I don't have to be happy, but the owner is. He likes what they've done this offseason. Uh, guys, guys getting healthy. We got updates on Freeman. Keanu Neal and Ricardo Allen over the weekend. Just to review, Freeman's going to be a full go for camp. They're still targeting camp for Keanu Neal and Ricardo. The way they've talked, Neal's further along than uh, with the knee than Ricardo is with the Achilles. They got to go slow with that. They don't want the other one to blow. Um, that happened to Sean Weatherspoon and a couple other players here in recent history. Uh, they do have experience from Corey Beerman. So they're getting healthy. Getting up to speed. The new coordinators are meshing well. He's got four things here for us. Owner gave us a lot to chew on today. 
even though he's restless in Atlanta. He's confident that the training camp's going to be very competitive. Yeah, and I hope so too because I don't want to run those rookies out there if they're not ready. Then, then you got a setback, and then you're bumping all season long. Uh, I, you know, it's a 20 game season. It's going to be 21 games. Uh, I don't want to play them. I mean, uh, you know, you got to play them in the preseason. If they're ready to start, start them. But I don't know if they're going to hold up for 16 games. They're not used to playing that much. Or if you go to the playoffs, it could turn into, you know, three more games. But, you know, they got people to handle that. He likes where they are going. So even if he is restless, which it sounds like he is, uh, you know, Peter keeps hearing it. Uh, he said it to 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 Chris Mortensen that he wasn't restless, but he said he was. Kind of um, a double 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 meaning there. And then he comes back and gives us all this good stuff here about where they're headed, uh, the competitive nature. Uh, everybody's getting healthy. The coordinators are flowing well, which he know he's out there. He, I seen the black van out there a couple times already. He stays on top of this. If, uh, you know, I'm a retired billionaire and uh, I got a football team, I'm going to be at practice too and sitting in on meetings and doing all that stuff that the owner does. So, you know, uh, restless in Atlanta, that's Arthur Blank and where, we, where we're at here with that. Uh, you know, Peter King was also, uh, when I was president of the PFWA from 13 to 15, he was my pool reporter at the Super Bowl. So, uh, uh, long time, um, you know, writer that uh, is well respected in the industry. He was our 2009 Dick McCann Award, Award winner from the Pro Football Writers of America. That's our Hall of Fame award. And then Mortensen was uh, one of my last duties as president was getting the award, uh, you know, nominating Chris for the 2016 award, which he won. And both of these guys are in Canton already as living legends in the field of journalism. I was nominated in 2011. Uh, my buddy, uh, my mentor in Milwaukee, Bob McGinn went in that year. I didn't want to go up against him. I knew I wasn't winning because uh, I was too. I was. I'm. You know, if you see this goes to an older guy. I was nominated early in my career. Uh, I got probably put in. Bob told me, "Hey, you're not old enough yet. Uh, keep plugging away." So that's what we're gonna do. Let's move on to Coach Dan Quinn. Here we got a lot going on. I'll just let him go and we'll recap it. Thirty of the tryout players. Let's see everything, all the best features you have. When we went in, we wanted to make sure, like we weren't looking what you can't do, we we're looking what you can do. And there was a number of guys that were really, I thought, over you know one day, keep improving, and uh, it'll be fun. It's a good group in this class. I think you're already seeing some personalities emerge. Uh, the process will continue over this weekend for them. Uh, we'll do some classroom training tonight, and again tomorrow, and then we'll you know kind of integrate the whole group on Monday morning. Uh, they've got a busy month ahead. Uh, of, you know, not only indoctrinating the football side, but learning how to to be a, a pro. And they have no idea what that's like. How could they? You know? So professional football and being a pro are different things. So we're going to try like crazy to help them get up to speed on both sides of the thing. So a um, number of guys jumped out today. Uh, you guys saw some as well. But uh, good good second day of a, a rookie minicamp. And uh, glad to open it for you guys. 
Yeah, Coach, how did uh, Jason Stanley, uh, you know, strike you all? And, uh, you know, uh, I know it's just a couple of days at cornerback for right. him, but, you know, that was an experiment that you all been able to Yeah, we want to continue with it. And the reason is he had been such an impact on special teams mm -hmm. that we thought the tackling, the physicality, if we could, you know, convert him over and use yeah. some of that size and length at corner, we knew there would be some on-the-job training for him. Uh, we know he also has the ability to go to receiver. So at some point in the OTAs, we mm -hmm. could see him do some of that as well. Mm -hmm. uh, but to start off, we're going to feature him, you know, outside only, no nickel, mm -hmm. and then at some point maybe try him a day or so at receiver just to get another look. But mm -hmm. uh, I would say that I was encouraged by the first two days of not ever doing it mm -hmm. and then looking, you know, okay, normal space and going. It was, uh, I thought, worth the time on the uh, experiment, and it's worth continuing. Uh, it's a break. Um, is that the big part once, you know, he gets the backpedaling down. Just where is he going after that? The yes, hard part and uh, having some anticipation for routes. Mm -hmm. He'll have an advantage on some ball skill things. Okay. Because you know, he's had Getting so much experience of running the routes and understanding some splits and what things could happen. Uh, but with all that length and size, we'll try to keep him down by the line of scrimmage as much as we can. What really stood out to you about him as a gunner on special teams? It was two things, really. It was not just a gunner but also as a hold-up guy. And uh, if you go back to look, there were a ton of times they put him on the single. And uh, Miko had a number of good returns. If you look on some of the ones like who owned their side of the field, uh, was him. So uh, both that on the cover side, a kickoff. Um, I just love the competitive style, and I thought we could add that element onto teams, onto defense. Um, and with the size and length, let's take a shot and see where it goes. There you go, Falcons coach Dan Quinn wrapping things up here. Uh, that was after the uh, rookie mini camp discussing uh, uh, Jason Stanley, a couple things about teaching the guys to be professional football players, and then that he gets uh, sets us up to go into uh, the schedule. Busy month ahead, he said, and that, that's true. Everybody's got their vacations in from the Falcons, uh, and then they'll get another break here after the veteran minicamp. But the OTAs will start on Monday. They go uh, the Monday the 20th, 21st, and 23rd. The uh, 23rd will be a media day. I think the 20 we might get out there for a uh, a coaching session. Session also. Now, I don't know if that's going to be the same day. Then the um, next week they'll go the 29th, 30th, 31st of May, and the 30th will be the media day. These are mandated by the league office, and uh, then the next week. June the 3rd, they'll skip the 4th, come back on 5th and 6th. The 6th will be the last media day with time to be determined. And then they'll come back on June the 11th through the 13th for the mandatory minicamp. And uh, then they'll break. They'll break after the 13th, have 1, 2, 3, 4, Four and a half weeks off. A little shorter time this year for the players to recoup and uh, uh, everything. And uh, I think they're going to have to report on the 18th and hit the field on the 19th. That first game will be coming up real fast. 
Wow, August 1st in Canton. Looking forward to going up there. It's always a great uh, enshrinement week. I'm going to stay behind. I'm going to let them come home on the 2nd, and I'm going to stay up for the ceremonies this year with the induction of Champ Bailey and Tony Gonzalez. All right, now we got coming up right uh, uh, this morning, too, we'll talk with John Kaminsky's position coach, Zach Santello, in the Cover 9 at 9 blog. Make sure you come to that. Uh, interesting stuff on the kid. Great insight from the guy who spent the most time with him uh, over his career. Uh, good stuff there. You know, he's got, you know... Um, you know, he talks the good stuff, but he also says the thing he's going to have to work on in the in the in the NFL. But yeah, just to wrap up here, uh, the Dick McKenna, where we're going to talk about that. Arthur Blank, restless in Atlanta. Coach Quinn setting the stage here, wrapping up a few few mini camp rookie mini camp issues, and then look ahead to the schedule. And we just gave you the schedule here over the next busy month. And tease to the John Kaminsky Cover 9 at 9 blog where we talked to his defensive line coach. And uh, just five to wrap up a couple of home run hitters were in this uh, Restless in Seattle. Uh, Peter King was our 2009 Dick McCann Award winner from the PFWA. And then I nominated, uh, uh, got a call from Adam Schefter and uh, – uh, he said, hey, we need to get Mort in there. And Chris Mortensen, former AJC reporter, I'm not a personal friend, but I uh, certainly know of his work over the years. And Chris um, went in in 2016. Of course, like I said, I was nominated in 11. Uh, but, yeah, I was the young guy. And uh, I guess I'll wait and maybe I'll get in at some point here. But the when I was president, Ed Bouchette went in in 14. Dave Goldberg of AP. Ed was formerly of the Pittsburgh Press-Gazette. He went to that uh, website I won't name. Uh, Dave Goldberg, AP, he's in. And, uh, of course, Chris went in in 2016. The Dick McCann Award goes to a reporter who has made a long and distinguished contribution to pro football through coverage so with that we're gonna um wrap up 124th episode of the bowtie chronicles podcast wow restless in atlanta is the title of this one had arthur blank dan quinn the schedule comiskey coverage coming and a review of the dick mccann award winners There'll be no Zion coming to Atlanta, but that was pretty exciting to go down to the draft party last night with the friend. We'll wish them luck with the 8th and 10th picks of the draft. Here the Braves got their young superstar coming up this week, so there'll be plenty of other sports for us to delve into other than this offseason gym shorts time of the year. With that, take care and have a great rest of the week. AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC. Hip-hop is a product of black people. It's a product of black song. 
the celebration. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution presents Hip-Hop's most pulled elements are pulled from the South. A Southern hip-hop store. We always go back to that moment of the Source Awards. Everybody wants your rhythm, but they don't want your blues. The biggest names in hip-hop. Atlanta is still the mecca for hip-hop. 50 years. No one can deny. One film. The power of the South now. The South got something to say. Streaming now at AJC.com slash hip-hop.